It's Rachel and Eddie, and welcome to my so-called mess. Eddie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I've been a little under the weather. Oh, no. Like what kind of under the weather? So for my head up, it's allergies, so like really bad headaches, and then I've been having a lot of pain Uh on my left side, and... Left side pain's the worst. Yes, and, and that's where like my when my endometriosis was bad, it was always left side pain. So I'm trying. Yeah. Like, one, I have pain sometimes. Like I live in pain, but this is worse. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to play the game. Is it because I did something working out? Is it just like a wave of pain, or am I dying? Oh right, probably not dying. Maybe it's just you know. Uh, you would have died already. That's what I got. Rate. I, I think you're right. Like, but it, I do think it's something with my nerve because if I hit a spot on my leg, like away from it, I can feel it. And then I decide I'm going to have oh, some yeah. kind of like nerve blow up. I don't know if nerves blow up. Is nerve blow up a thing? You know, I really don't know, but I've created it in my brain. So right. instead of going to the doctor or getting it looked at, I just sit and create things. And then I have stuff I can put on it. To help the pain, but instead of doing that, I usually sit around and worry about it and complain in my head. So, you know, you got like icy hot. So instead of having icy hot, because I don't like the hot part, I get. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just use ice. <laughs> well, I have an ice roller, and then uh-huh. I get salon paws, but I get the lidocaine version instead of the icy hot version. So it's it's just numbing. And then I have muscle spray. Dang. And I have some... Is that the stuff that they use in, um, you know, like soccer games when, like, they'll have a cramp and then there's, like, this Uh, huge plume of spray? This one is, like, you know when you go and get a massage and they spray that really good smelling stuff and it makes your muscles loosen up? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. The old massage spray. So it smells good. I don't know if it does anything, but I like the smell. And then I have this blue stuff that I really don't know what it is. But it feels like menthol-y a little bit. And then if I get in the shower, I have CBD exfoliator and muscle cramper thing. It's like all in one. I actually might not have an exfoliator, but it's this called like unicorn glow. And it's hey. CBD. And THC. How long have you... Do you do CBD regularly? In the shower? I've heard that... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> no, I don't use it regularly. No, I, I didn't... I wasn't intending to ask in the shower. Well, it is, it's a shower. That one's a shower one. Oh, I see. But no, but go ahead. Yeah, you... my... My father-in-law was going to get into CBD, but... They made it seem like it's this like thing where you have to live the lifestyle of taking CBD all the time. And like, that's too much. I think that's They're true. Like, for, for the real benefits, you need to be like, you need to like commit to a year supply. I think I think that might be true. 
Because isn't that the same with like microdosing? You have to like really commit to it. You don't just do it like every once in a while. Uh, I've read different things about microdosing, but I kind of think like if you do CBD enough, then you just become like a pothead for CBD. Yeah. And potheads are generally more relaxed and laid back. That's true. Yeah, this is like, so, I have thought about it. Maybe maybe more people should just be potheads is what I'm thinking. If I enjoyed pot, I think I would be. Yeah, and then the munchies. I don't know if CBD gives you the munchies. I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought about going to like one of the good CBD stores, you know, where they really know their stuff. And asking mm-hmm. them. But also, then I think, I'm, I don't know exactly where my kidney is, but then sometimes I think it's my kidney. Just side. What's, like, that's in your side? In my, it's my back, like, left quadrant, almost flank side. Which could also just be a digestive system thing. Yeah, man. It could, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you have, like, I had so many years of, like, going to the doctor, like, every day or being in the ER, like, once every Mm -hmm. two weeks, once a week for a while, and, you know, being labeled as, like, a pill seeker or the pain's in your head, there's nothing wrong with you, Mm -hmm. you know, and then there was a lot wrong with me. So, like, I I have a little bit of doctor phobia. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I, I don't feel like the medical... The medical system in America is equipped to do individual diagnoses, you know, like evidence-based individual diagnoses. No, and it's not. There's like they cover one problem with something and then there's no finding the root cause. Right. There's functional medicine. If you don't fit into some certain boxes, then you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, I kind of feel that. And I'm just tired of, like, hearing, like, you know, it's in your head. It's not in my head. I'm obviously in pain. Um, And everything's in your head, right? Because your brain's in your head. So it all starts there. Just saying. Yeah, Uh, I guess you could get a a lobotomy. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was a, yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe I should get my pain receptors all taken out, too. Um, Man, we were watching Return to Oz. Have you seen that movie? Wait, like, not, like, not Oz the prison show. No, dude. So I told you we watched Wizard of Oz. And then we watched The Wiz. And then we watched Return to Oz. What is that? And it was a little... It's just, like, the sequel to Wizard of Oz. Mmm. And Meadowlark was, like, scared by it. But Safi's like, I love this. And it starts out in, like, they take Dorothy... Are you familiar with Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Like, she goes to the land of Oz and meets a lion and a scarecrow and all that shit? Yes. Okay. They take the, it starts out in an insane asylum type place, and they're taking Dorothy there because she keeps talking about, like, the scarecrow and the tin man and the lion. Mm-hmm. And they're like, dude, that didn't happen. Like, none of that happened. She's like, but it did, it did happen. And it's like a little girl, Dorothy. And then they put her in like one of those electric shock machines. And like, right as it's about to happen, 
lightning strikes the asylum and it turns the machine off. And I'm like, damn, this is deep, right? Like they are just calling her entire experience in Oz some sort of mental problem. And they're just going to shock it out of her. And like, I'm wondering like how the, how this movie is going to end. Are they just going to be like, and she never talked about Oz again. <laughs> so like, wait, who's in this movie? When was this movie made? I think it was made in the 80s, like 86. Um, I don't know. I don't know any of the actors in it, though. Okay. The, there's like a bad queen and she's somebody famous, but I don't. So is the bad queen the one running the show saying, like, this was all in your head? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same. You know how, like, in Wizard of Oz, like, the the Scarecrow, Lion, Tin Man are people that worked on her farm? So the bad queen, in when she goes to Oz again, the bad queen is the same lady from the asylum who was trying to electroshock her. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, this is this is some, like real mental issue stuff that sounds scary and so they're saying they're trying to make her believe she's crazy or mentally ill Mm -hmm. so she won't talk about Oz so no do they want to keep people out of Oz is that why I I don't know man I don't know what the I don't know what the author is trying to tell us so you're this isn't a series but you're watching it in pieces i didn't see the end of it they already finished it but um i i um it it sent me down this rabbit hole of looking up electric shock therapy Mm -hmm. and apparently i mean if you're not interested you can tell me this no because i'm going to tell you a story about electric shock therapy too i am interested so electric shock therapy got a like it became an effective treatment for schizophrenia and terrible mental illnesses yes and it was a way of like inducing a seizure into a patient by putting electrodes on either side of their brain and putting like a mild current across it and a lot of the patients had good results but there wasn't enough like scientific evidence to back the use of this thing but then like one flew over the cuckoo's nest came out Mm -hmm. and probably this movie came out and there were all these like negative portrayals of like um psychiatrists using electric shock therapy to lobotomize their patients right and then like then it became this thing where it got banned in a lot of countries and a lot of like the U.S. bandit and like a lot of uh, governments got involved in stopping the use of it. But then, like, I don't know, man. It's like an interesting article because Isn't this supposed to be it does back have or like a good. Well, they still use it. They never, oh, they okay. never successfully banned it because the uses of it were actually good therapies for people with severe mental illness. But, like, it just is always going to ring true in our society. People are always going to think of it as this, like, super negative, like... Right. Wonderful, uh, yeah. From, they associate it with... One flew over the cuckoo's yeah. nest. I, I volunteered. So I went to summer camp every mm-hmm. summer. 
And one year, I can't remember how old I was. It was pretty. Co- it was like when I was about getting ready to do college essays because that's what I wrote about. And we volunteered at a uh, institution, a psychiatric center ward. Okay. Like when they used to, when there was a lot of, you know, a lot of psychiatric centers and it was like right near a camp. And like, there was always these stories of like, somebody got out and they're coming to kill you. You know, that was like the scary camp story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. And it was, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was in Wingdale, New York, I believe. And so we volunteered there and it was actually like, I started out on the senior ward, which was really hard because a lot of the men would just like get naked and walk around and walk behind you. But then I started working with the transition. I volunteered in the transition center area. So they were like outside more playing baseball, like playing games. I don't know why baseball comes to mind, but they were getting ready to move back into the real world. And there was like a lot of fear for them about, you know, heading back in. But I believe I have this memory of walking by somewhere where they were doing electric shock therapy. And I don't know if it's true or, like, it's one of those stories that was imprinted in your brain from, like, oh, my God, this is a scary place and they're shocking people. Mm-hmm. Or if it really happened. Yeah, that, I don't know. Yeah, me either. But that's, but yeah, so th- that was always, like, yes, the, someone escaped and they've been terrorizing the woods and they hate the camp and blah, blah, blah. But, yes, we were, like, maybe sophomores or juniors well, in high school. Well, high school that's kind of the... Plot of Return to Oz at the beginning, like she escapes this facility and runs through the woods. It's like exactly mm. the, that story. Hmm. And then she goes back to crazy Oz again. Damn, Dorothy. Does she? So she's really like enjoy. It. She really has a thing. She's pulled to Oz. But I think Oz is a real place. That's kind of where they drop it. You know, they're like, you know what? Oz is real. Mic drop. Okay. I have not seen, I didn't even know that that movie existed. Oh, I don't think it's a great movie. I wouldn't recommend it by any chance, but I'm just saying it was something. (gasps) I just looked it up just to, just to like look at the pictures and the fucking thing. The scarecrow looks terrifying. (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah. the, and the pumpkin head is even scarier and who the fuck is pumpkin head his name is jack and i think he's the son of the scarecrow and he has bones he has like sticks that are bones they also animate a a moose head they reanimate a moose head and strap it to a settee bed and put palm fronds on it so that it can fly and oh, then they weird. use magic to reanimate it. Yeah, and it starts talking, and it, it questions, like, what, is, what it means to exist. It's, it's a... That is That sounds very scary. Well, I have not been watching scary stuff. I started watching this. I'm flipping the subject, but it is about TV. Because I'm oh, scared okay. of the pumpkin. Yeah. Um, there's a show on Netflix called Love Village. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever watched any Korean or Japanese like um matchmaking or love like love connection shows or like dating shows? Um no, I haven't. Okay. 
So you know when you watch like American, like Too Hot to Handle or those, everyone's like in bikini. You have to be in a bikini the whole time, pretty much. And right, yeah, yeah. they all automatically, like from day one, you're like sharing a bed with somebody. Mm-hmm. And they're all like hooking up with each other. Very different in the Asian shows like that where there's like and this is just the ones I saw I don't know all about all of them but there's really like no touching there's like it's it's very it's much more demure is that the right word? I believe so, so I this, like that word I, I've been using it a lot this week and I'm not sure where I pulled it out of my ass from but um, so there's this show called Love Village and they and all these shows have commentators throughout and they they, they like cut in and say things so you're not just watching the show you're watching the commentators too so in the love village, mm-hmm. they picked this village in the middle of nowhere. And part of the premise is they're there to redo, to remodel this disheveled building that they also have to live in. Okay. So it's like free labor. And it's looking beautiful. Well, in this show, the youngest person is 36. Mm-hmm. And the oldest is 60. That's quite a range. It's quite a range. And so, like, they live together. Like, there's a girl's ward. Not ward. Girl's area and boy's area for sleeping. And they're redoing this house. And then if you decide mm-hmm. you like somebody and you want to continue with them, you go and ring a bell. And the next day, you either leave together or the person who rang the bell leaves by themselves and a new person comes in. But it's like the most like they just sit and have talks and it's so different from the dating shows we have. It's right, almost yeah. it's like they're religious. There's there's a word in Hebrew called I'm gonna get it wrong, but I believe it's Shomer Nagia, which only way I remember mm-hmm. that, I didn't remember that, is I watched also watched Jewish matchmaking and in like religious Jewish dating world, you don't touch each other until you're married. And then it's like you don't even touch anything like a finger or anything until, like, yes. Shomer Degia, the religious, don't touch until the until the wedding. But, like, it's not even at the wedding. It's like once you're married, you, like, touch the person's hand. Which oh, cute. Sweet and cute, but also, like, I could not live like that. So, in, the, in like, there's a thing about, like, that she's trying to do on this Jewish matchmaking show, like, don't touch at all for five dates and nobody has stuck to it because they all walk right in and hug each other well no that's not true one couple stuck to it because they're super religious um but i don't know if i could could you if if you met somebody like okay i know you're married so like take that out for a second boring (laughs) if you weren't married and you were dating and you were trying to meet somebody could you go five dates without even touching their hand Oh, I don't know. I usually, like, give a hug on the first time I see somebody, or... I don't know. I I don't know if I hug right away, but... And maybe I'm they can do a somebody? handshake. I don't remember. I'd have to tie my hands behind me, because I'm not even a hugger. Well, no, if I'm on a date with somebody, maybe I'm a hugger. <clears throat> or at least, like, a... Hey, thanks for meeting me here. Yeah, like a... Uh, hand, like handshakes a are... Side hug. I'm thinking side hug. I'm thinking the handshake is too businessy. But yeah, there's got to be some con- some keynote. You watched the pickup artist, right? No. Did I? Who's in the pickup mm. artist? 
I don't know. He's his own person. Oh, wait. No, it's not like a movie? Oh, I think it is also a movie, but it's a reality show. Oh, did I watch The Pickup Artist? Is it? Is it? Has that been a while? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Like 2008 or 7, maybe. Oh, and he was like, he was like, um... He looked kind of like Dave Navarro. He had like a top Yes, hat. he was like kind of gothy sort of, and he wore some kind of like fuzzy hat. Right, right. And he was trying to teach people to be pickup pickuppers. That's... Picker-uppers. Picker-uppers. To be like... Yes, and he had this whole, like his whole game that he played. Right? Oh, yeah. And he thought he could... Yeah, yeah. It... Yep. And he wasn't very attractive or nice. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was pretty train wrecky from the start. There's still people, there's like a bunch of like, um, not a bunch, but there are some like men's like coaching, dating coaches, and they do that kind of thing. Oh, man. Hitch. I just remember that movie. <gasps> oh, I loved wasn't Hitch. That, wasn't that what that was about? And then, was it J-Lo and Will Smith? No, it was... Um... Oh my god, what's her name? I have to look it up. Um, I love. I don't know why I loved Hitch, but I did. I loved Hitch too for some weird reason. And she was like, Mm-mm, "You're gross. What you do is gross." And then she like falls in love with him anyway. Yep, of course. And He's like, he- I can cha- I can change, baby. Eva Mendes. Oh, Eva Mendes. I loved Kevin. J- I loved I something about Kevin James too. That's just sweet. I used to love the King of Queens. Yeah, he's like, he's he's a cozy little gentleman, isn't he? Yes, he just feels safe. But yes, that was one of the, <laughs> that was one of the few Will Smith movies that I really liked. Oh, wow. You didn't like Independence Day? No. Or Men in Black 2? No, I liked some of the Men in Black movies because they were stupid and like, they weren't really like supposed to be good movies. Um... Oh, we've talked about Will Smith. Bad Boys. I liked... I mean, I like Bad Boys. I just... I do like Bad Boys. Because it's also... It's not like a... It's not supposed to be a great movie. So... He did his part. He was just in so many movies. It's hard to... It's hard to like them all. I'd say I'm about 50-50 with them. Just because he makes so many movies. He really has. Like, I don't like, like, the movie... Wasn't there a movie he was, like, by himself completely? And there was, like, the the end of the world? Oh, yeah. And he was, like, a drunk superhero? Maybe? Or is that two different movies? I don't know. I feel like they start to mesh in. And then he became a bad boy in that movie. And there were aliens. Oh, shit. No, you're right. Yeah, he was, like, just in New York. Like, by himself? <laughs> yes. What was that called? I don't... <coughs> no, I didn't like that. Wait, something just happened to my headphones. Hang on. Okay, there we go. Um, that was called Will Smith Rides Again. No, I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have to keep talking about movies and TV. I set us off on that. Though. That's okay. No, I'm, I, need, I need to know... It's not, is it Emancipation? No, that, what was Emancipation? Um, is it I Am Legend? Oh, yes. And then there's I, Robot, <laughs> I Am Legend. Like, how, yeah. He's got a lot of movies. After yeah. Earth, I don't even know what that was. 
I think that's the Scientology one that he was in. Oh. Yes, he's had a lot of movies. And um, he's going to be back in Bad Boys. And, you know, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'm sure I will watch it. Um, wait, he was Probably in, on an airplane. He was into All the Boys I've Loved Before. He was into that? No, like I'm looking at his movie background and he has Will Smith to All the Boys I've Loved Before as a... a maybe... I have no hmm. idea how, why that's there. Maybe he was like an executive producer or something. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Um, oh, by the way, talking about Will Smith, which has nothing to do with Will Smith, did you read about Donald Trump? Who? Donald Trump. Who's that? He's some disgusting Cheeto guy, but <laughs> that needs to disappear. But he was found guilty of libel in a civil case. Oh. And sexual assault. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still going to run for... Apparently, you can run for... You can't vote if you're a criminal, but you can run for president. Oh, uh, wow. Something it like was that. a criminal case? No, this one was civil, but I'm thinking about his other cases that he's got going on. Doesn't he have a, doesn't he have a criminal case? A criminal conspiracy? I don't know. I, I, Hopefully. I, I know I've been saying this for... It seems like seven years now, but it's only been six years that... There needs to be some justice for a rich white guy, you know? <laughs> or not for, but against. <laughs> or in the case of rich white guys, they need to get found guilty of shit. I know. It needs to stop being rich, mediocre white guy season. I, you know what? I'll just take rich people. I'm kind of sick of rich people. Okay. What would you consider? How much money do you have to have to be a rich person? Is it like old money? Is it like billions? Mm. Millions? Billions. I mean, billion, billionaire. I'm with Bernie. Billionaire shouldn't exist. That's mm. too much money. I'd say Pardon. over like a hundred million and up. Okay. That's like a lot of money. Yeah. Like a hundred million and up. You might have too much money at that point. Yeah. And then do you... Yeah. You should be helping more people. If you're... I think I'm a nice, humble 10 million. That's where I want to be. <laughs> that sounds like a good... That sounds like a nice place. I feel like you would do good with that money, too. You would help fellow people. <laughs> hmm I don't know what I would do with my millions. I would help people, I think. I would not work. No, I should still work. That's not even true. I would do something. I would make a TV show. I would write. I would have minions. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I would love minions. I was just watching, and actual minions, not like people below me. Like, I would want the actual minions. Oh, uh, yeah. Not the yellow guys with one eyeball. No, I want them. Oh, you do? I mean, just for fun, because I'd feel bad having people that I'm, like, bossing around all the time. So if they were cartoon characters... Wouldn't feel as bad. Oh. No, I'm, I'm with you. I started watching a show, which is an old show. I don't know when it came out, called The Roy- the Royals. I can't say. I have a hard time with R's, apparently. R, the Royals. About, okay. you know, the, 
the um, English, what's that called? Monarchy? Monarchy, yeah. Yes. And it, it's, a, it's a soap opera version of it. But I'm really enjoying it because it's so ridiculous. But shit, if, if even a sliver of it is the truth, shit is crazy everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to say. The whole world is crazy. All the goings-ons in and the that's, back. That's just because you watch the royals? No. In general, that's what's going on in the world. But the royals makes it more fun. And they all do. But like, all the princes and princesses are like huge drug addicts and fuck around a lot. And the, there's like murders and conspiracies. It's just great. It's good TV. It's fun. If you need something fun with a hint of like royalness... You should watch. It. I'm trying to get off of TV, and I keep going back to TV and movies. So it's it's May. <laughs> it's May. It's still May. I'm trying. So I'm story. What was I going to say? Oh, did did we talk about this last week? I had my last grad school application. Was that over a week? My last grad school interview. Did we talk after that? I think it was the day after. I, don't know. I think it was the day after we recorded, and I mentioned some of the questions I had. Maybe. I got into all three grad schools. Oh, cool. I found out on Saturday or Sunday that I got into the last one, um, which is like three times the cost of the other ones, four times the cost. So probably won't be doing that. Um, but that's, but I'm excited. I'm excited to get started. And I'm also realizing like it's going to be really long. And I actually have to work during those times in my head I'm just like I'm going to school I'm going to finish in a day <coughs> excuse me sorry I'm going to be a therapist in a day and start my practice and that's not at all how it's going to go it's going to be long I feel like I lost you oh no I'm here okay <laughs> it got really quiet I mean my and I have a tickle in my throat all of a sudden. So yeah, so I'm so I do start school this summer, and then I realized also that my lease is coming up soon. And you know, like in you know in Athens, it's been a while since you rented, but in Athens, like you know how they ask you if you want to release, like as soon as you sign your release, almost. Um, no. What what happened though? Oh, so in like Athens, in they, Athens, they ask you like m- like midway through your lease if you want to resign. In some okay. places, or like they don't give. It's not like thirty or sixty days. Well, here I just realized it's thirty or sixty days, and you know my apartment complex was bought by someone else. So I'm a little nervous. It was bought by someone else. Mm-hmm. It's a different owner. So I'm nervous that they've like up their qual like what they what you need to do have to live here. And then I'm going to have to find something mm-hmm. else. And I need to bite the bullet and just ask them, like, when do you sign, send your renewals? But I'm scared. Yeah. I'm being a baby. But it's only, it's 60 days as of, like, yesterday, I think. So I'm going to wait till next week and ask them. Yeah, my friend had a similar issue once where, like, the landlord turned the apartment complex into condos. And then mm-hmm. it was like... Well, you can keep living here, but it's going to cost you a bunch of money. Mm, what is it? And and then when you have to move, it's like you can never you. It's to line up like to move out of one place and move right into another place. 
is like impossible. There's always like some kind of gap, right? Did they stay in the condos? Did yeah, they stayed in it for a long time after that. But it was kind of like you had to maybe you know, buy the place or just pay like way more than you were paying before. Mm, did they buy a condo? I don't know. I'm interested. Why I want to know their whole life story. <laughs> no, no, they didn't buy a condo. <laughs> they ended up moving somewhere else. But I really. Didn't. It was funny when they moved somewhere. When they moved somewhere else, it was like much cheaper, mm-hmm. and they had much much more space. And they were like, "Why didn't I do this sooner? I wasted six years at this place." Yeah, it's just easy to stay somewhere. Yeah, no, I know that. Moving sucks. Oh, it sucks so much. I really don't want to. Especially, like, I'm going... I need to go up to New Jersey in June. So um, that would take time away from finding a place if I have to. So hopefully I can stay. But I'm like, that also could be why I'm in pain. I'm giving myself so much anxiety over it instead of just, like, talking to them. (laughs) Because that's what I do, you know? But yeah, I know you. You know me. (laughs) Yeah, you. I feel like you would be more proactive. Oh, about places. Yeah, like you would have something. I don't know. No, but I guess Uh, yeah. I kind of. I don't know. I'm kind of in the in between. You know, magical thinking. It's yes. not a great way to be. I love magical thinking. When it comes to when it comes to like moving and finding new places, um, I found that I could waste a lot of time being proactive and looking at places and house hunting. Mm-hmm. But but really, the place that I'm going to get is going to be very apparent, and it's going to come to me. Yeah. You know, whether I'm searching for it or not. Yeah. And it's like, damn. I, I know that's not a great way to be. No, I like that. It's also like, it's how I am about moving. I like that. And that's, I'm going to adopt that today. I just adopted well, you're that. Gonna be home, you're going to be homeless with adopting that. <laughs> <laughs> Something amazing is going to happen. And, I'm going to be able to stay here. You're, and you're going to be amazingly homeless. It's going to be perfect. Well, and I'm also like, yeah, I'm hoping the fact that I'm going back to school and I'm getting some like extra money will help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. So sorry that I'm chewing ice on the podcast. I have a, a tickle in my throat and I have no water. And every time it's like that. I know it's funny. I, I just started chewing gum. Oh, did you? What kind of gum are you chewing? <laughs> <laughs> Extra, sugar, sugar. I really want to. Do they still? My favorite gum used to be Big Red. Do they still make that? Ooh, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. My mom used to chew Big Red, and I always thought it was nasty. Oh my god, you didn't like Big Red? No. Mm. Okay. When you chew Trident, do you ever chew Trident? Uh, I don't chew Trident. No. No, I can't do. If well. Did you know that in Trident gum, you can chew the wrapper? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. In my my house, my mom chewed a lot of gum. We had a lot of gum in my house. We always had gum. But 
My mom taught me this. Bad habit. I put one piece in my mouth. I chew it for three seconds. I swallow it and then put the second piece in. Ew. Gross. <laughs> it's that like disgusting. I'm getting my mouth ready to actually chew gum with the first piece. I don't know why. I, oh, you don't swallow gum? Uh, I spit it out like normal people. <laughs> I've never spit out gum in my life. Hmm. Yeah, spit or swallow. I'm a swallower. I'm like I was. I'm a swallow. I'm, I'm a total swallower for everything. I guess I'm a spitter. <laughs> well, is it because you were taught that if you swallow it, it will? What did they used to say? Like rot in your stomach, or like? Oh yeah, take eleven years to digest. Yes. Or there's. Is that why you spit I, it out? There were a lot of the. No, that didn't, that did not deter me from swallowing gum. Okay. Because I, I would then swallow gum to be like, nah, you know, like you can't tell me what to do. Right. And found out that nothing happens to me, but right. honestly, it didn't do anything. Like swallowing the gum was not giving me, like making me less hungry. I don't know. It just. It seemed like a pointless thing to do. Uh, I am kind of like, there's like, no reason, no reason to, like, unless I have breakers. Oh, I eat those. I bite in, yes, I bite into those too. Yeah, those were pretty hard. Hard <laughs> on the teeth. I know. Hard I, on the jaw. Yes, they were. I probably fucked up my jaw biting on those things. Can't keep anything in my mouth without, in my mouth without biting or swallowing. The biting I can get over, I I can I can control myself if some things are in my mouth, but candy, nope. Lollipops, nope. They're yeah, big. I Meg stopped chewing gum because she said that she was chewing it the other day and her jaw popped and mm. now like her jaw's been hurting. And I'm like, been there. Back, yeah, <laughs> back when I was like 18. <laughs> but that's not that's not slowing me down. I do. I, I sometimes I, I maybe it's because I swallow gum. I don't know, but it gives me a stomach ache. <laughs> maybe it's because she I was, eat it like candy, and I like I'll finish a pack of gum in like thirty minutes. Yeah. Do you like how long does a pack of gum keep last you? So I'm pretty disciplined about it. I'll do like uh, I'll do maybe two pieces a day at most. Wow. But she was like chain. She was chain chewing. Like yep. she would do two pieces. In the car on the way home from work, like, yep, I get it. Come home, come home, smelling all minty. <laughs> she got into the into the step. The yeah. dark side of chewing gum. Yep, there is a very big dark side. Yep, I become like, like I have a friend who buys like the those containers of gum, like you know the plastic bubbles of gum with all the like extra. Maybe it's extra. Uh-huh. I don't know. And she'll have them for so long, and she always has gum. And I'm, if I go to her house, I try and like I realize I'm like I'm trying to sneak her gum when she's not looking. And instead of taking one, I'll take three, save one, and then all of a sudden that one's gone too. And then I need more. I yeah, I'm a gum addict. I think I haven't. I think I have a gum problem, or I just like sneaking things. Yeah, I I think sneaking things is also. <laughs> It's not a problem. It's just a 
It's an addiction. It is. No, it is. Seeing how you can not get caught is super fun. It's definitely an addict way of thinking. Yeah. Um, do you have anything going on this weekend? Um, shit. Talking about addictions? No. <laughs> I probably do. I just don't. I don't want to look at it. I oh, don't look at it. It's only Wednesday. Yeah. I have to work. I don't want to think about. Oh, that sucks. That's okay. Working on the weekends the worst. Well, you know, I picked up this part time job, and I'm only working yeah, yeah. like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So. Um, I, you I, know, I've had part time. I've had full time, but I've never had a job where I work during the week and I'm off during the weekends. Right. It always seems like I have to pick up like one or one weekend day or. Yeah. I don't know. I've yeah. never had like a nine to five, five days mm-hmm. a week. Um, I mean, I did when I was teaching, but I feel like I was doing something else on the side too. So I can't remember what, but yeah. And I have a client usually on Sunday mornings. So it's just like mm-hmm. whatever. But then I, you know, Mondays I only work at eight. A- I work Mondays. I work from eight to 9am and that's it. So it's like I have the whole day off. So that's like a nice day because I can get so much done because nobody else is off. You know, no, I mean, some people are, but for the most part, people are working. Yeah. But I did. I closed all by myself. I was a little worried at the new place that I'm working at. Um, so that's pretty exciting. I am trying to 